Have you ever felt like you've got more in the tank and you know that there's more potential in you, especially in business? Jack came to set the standard and he ended up tripling his business within a couple of months. He has an email marketing company. Some of the tools and the tactics and the mindsets that we teach, we teach every two to three weeks in a free mindset webinar. This is an invite to you to come to that webinar. Just click the link below. It's the first link in the description and I'd love to see you guys there. Can't wait. Addicted lover, some sort of addiction, gambling, work, scrolling on your phone, OnlyFans, whatever it may be, drugs, alcohol, whatever you're addicted to. Addictions come in many forms. We say congratulations. I think something that we're all yearning for and searching for is some serious acknowledgement. And usually we don't face up to that in real. Well, we seek for it in validation from friends. We seek for it for validation in, in what we're doing, which can lead people to do silly things. Like I've seen people chase women to get validation from friends, do drugs to get validation from friends, work themselves to the bone and to the ground to the point where they just get sick and end up in hospital and or get injured purely because they're making, you know, scarce decisions and not the right decisions out of some sort of out of some sort of rebellion uh, for what they're doing for other people. And this leads to a lot of I think Australia's people pleasing and I want to get us all out of that. And I think in this podcast, we're going to learn some of that. This is this beautiful thing happened that we teach in the Set the Standard community. And it's just a module called Freedom to Love. And I wanted to share this with everyone today because it's such a beautiful module. And I just completed it with my housemate um, on the week, uh, very early this week, on Monday this week. And currently it's Saturday today. And I wanted to share this with you because I believe how beautiful it is when someone gets to truly, truly be seen before they die. I said, like, how common is it that someone gets so loved and so acknowledged for everything that they are simply for their own existence, for every single way possible that they've affected someone? And I, I don't see that happening. Like only when I find that during funerals, I had this like sad story of when one of my close friends' fathers passed away. And I remember so, so much celebration of him when he when he passed and it was a, a Maori tradition so native new zealand uh, funeral which went for four to five days and you spend time with the body uh to grieve and and let it pass and i remember just like it was just like celebration and spending time and talking and 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 being together and i never experienced anything like that because in like australian culture it's like with the funeral it's like you get what, a couple of hours <laughs> and then it's like time to move on get back to work and i was like wow this is like imagine if this got to happen for someone before they passed away. And anyway, after researching and learning about communication, learning about relationships, um, helping a lot of clients, like a lot of people heal their marriages and having better communication and really watching their relationships thrive. And I've worked with a few people who, you know, obviously are really struggling to make ends meet. A lot of people that I have worked with are, are struggling really hard. They've like just broken up with a partner or they've just had like, you know, gone through drug addictions or gambling or something. And then they're trying to, you know, either get their partner back or like, do something new with their life that's going to bring them fulfillment and then like re-get, claim their partner. I've worked with people like that. And then I've worked with people who are making uh, and commonly work with people who are making millions of dollars 
and they want their relationship to be better and to be more uh, exciting because they've just fell down some into some traps like they're, they're, they've just started drinking themselves or they have a bad relationship with money and they want to know how to spend it and it's it's reflecting in their relationship some way, somehow, which is causing, causing arguments and stress and fights and bickering and they're just like, oh, now we're just like not connected is what we could be. So I work with a lot of people like that. And what I found is understanding the love languages on a really clear, concise way is so important. So I'm going to teach some of the love languages to you guys first, just re-clarify them. Uh, for you guys who know, this is a great time to listen because I've got one that I believe is uh, my own. Like, I'm, I'm, uh, I, like I, I found it out in my own relationship and talked to a lot of people. So there's like a sixth love language that I believe is there. It's up for you guys to take it or not. And then I'm going to run you through the exercise as I believe everyone here should give it a, give it a crack. So essentially the five love languages are uh, acts of service. So saying nice things, validating someone. Uh, so speaking, saying compliments and things like that. Then you have quality time, which is honestly just spending time with someone. Gift giving, that is giving and receiving gifts. You've got acts of service, which is doing things for other people. So helping them clean, doing a favor for them, like organizing something for them, like anything, like holding a door open, like all those things, acts of service. And then... Quality time, gift giving, acts of service, and then touch. And touch is honestly just touching. Uh, hand on the shoulders, kissing on the head, hand on the waist, cuddling, anything like that is physical touch. And I just had this idea of like, what if we said to someone to speak all five love languages to someone at one particular time as big and as hard as we can? And I have had some fantastic results with people. They've been like, this is one of the best things that I've done. So in terms for you, if you're someone who struggles to open up, if you're someone who struggles to receive, especially if you're a man and you're listening to this, like this is your challenge here. Because, and especially if you're someone who struggles to feel emotions, because listen to this, we work a lot with archetypes and I work a lot with the four masculine archetypes, king, warrior, magician, lover. And the lover archetype, if you haven't heard this before, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to explain what the lover archetype is. And essentially, when you're acting and playing in a, in, a, in a lover's role. So when it comes to a lover, they have a shadow side to lover. You've got a positive lover, which is the, 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 you know, the king side, the, the, the light side of the lover, which is be, being able to give and receive and sharing and giving love and being able to express your emotions and talk. You know, there's really confident people that make you feel so good when you're around them. You're like, well, that person is straight up powerful because of how they're speaking that is like the light side of the lover. When you be around them, you're like, I just want to keep being around this person. I just feel love and joy and happiness. This is the best. And especially like in, in camaraderie or bromance, like when you know when you got your mates back and someone's like, oh, dude, this is the, like, I feel unstoppable. That is some love big time. So, but there's a shadow side. So the shadow side to the lover, one is depression. And to that we say, congratulations, because you are feeling emotions. And if you get really depressed about anything, all that means is that you're yearning, yearning to feel right at the moment and yearning to feel right now and you're not allowing yourself. <clears throat> the other side to the shadow lover is the addicted lover. Some sort of addiction, gambling, work, scrolling on your phone, OnlyFans, whatever it may be, drugs, alcohol, whatever you're addicted to. Addictions come in many forms. We say congratulations because you have passion there. There is so much passion that wants to get used. And instead of it, like you're a passionate person, instead of it coming out in a way of doing something really positive, it's coming in another way of sort of sabotaging yourself with some sort of temptation, right? 
And what happens, and the reason that this happened, this is really interesting, especially for the guys who are listening, listen to this, is our fathers were grew up, like after war times, or it's be hard, work as hard as you can, and don't worry about emotions. Do you know why? Because there is no initiation rites of masculine passage anymore. So we lose empathy. Little girls, when they grow up, they have empathy. Boys don't. Hence why girls start understanding the world a little bit different and men get lost and angry, especially when they're growing up because they don't have that empathy and they don't understand. And that's something that they've got to learn when they grow older. If they don't have that empathy, they turn into fathers who think, oh, my son's just got to be hard. So they don't talk about emotions or speak about emotions and just whack, get on with it. And then anytime the kid uh, steps out of line or tries to be empathetic or something else or really try, like, tries to express themselves, the dad steps in and has to remind them that he's boss be like me, be hard, whack the kid around again. And it's like, no, I'm the boss, I'm the leader, you want to be like me. And that is just damaging men from their own emotions and, and feeling and expressing and opening up in their own emotions and, and being empathetic and having empathy for themselves. I know this is landing for a couple of you right now, like, holy, that is my whole life. And that's why you know, men commonly find it a little bit strange when they meet other men who have grown up with just sisters and a mum who can express emotions and can be empathetic, they're like, oh, who's this feminine boyo? You know, and have some sort of off, uh, off-putting as if like, oh, I'm uncomfortable around this guy. Is he gay? And it's like, no, not at all. He just has a skill that you haven't got and probably hasn't, hasn't got a skill that, that you've got that you learned from your dad. So there's just like an, an informal balance there, which is interesting. So <clears throat> The goal then is to become a highly emotionally intelligent person who can express their emotions in a way which is comfortable for both people that comes across strong. And I believe I'm one of the perfect examples of doing that. So just raising raising the bar for that one, um, post, uh, tooting my horn for that one, mainly because in my relationship and I teach it and teaching it and expressing it happens the best time when it gets the most difficult, when you're under stress and pressure and you can still remain emotionally intelligent, that is goals. And that is a strong, confident man that we strive for. So back to, so the the reason that we're doing this freedom to love exercise is purely because we can, it's purely for us to go through initiation experience, to start opening up, receiving, talking about emotions and being able to hold emotional energy. And what I mean by that is sometimes men will look at each other in the eyes and like they'll feel emotion, like you are my brother or a woman or something when she's giving him love and they, they don't know what to do. You, you freeze up and you're like, this is so uncomfortable for me. I wish that I could just speak with emotions. I can't articulate it <clears throat> X, Y, Z, and, and it can't come up. This forces you to put in a container where you just have to feel and you have to receive and you get to give, and then you get to figure out the words to talk about it. <clears throat> now I, I mentioned this beforehand because when I talk about the story with my housemate and his name is Kettle, um, cause his last name is Kettle, Michael Kettle. Um, when I talk about him, it was interesting cause he said the same thing. Uh, when we started talking, he was like, I haven't got their words just yet. Uh, to articulate what I'm what I'm feeling, and then he could end up starting to feel it. So <clears throat> I wanted to appreciate Kettle because he has held me through my entire business like journey. He moved out with me from Adelaide. We moved to Gold Coast together. It was his first time moving out of home. We um, essentially he went into some jobs that he just just hated and, and I completely broke him when I saw him cry and I saw him lift it up. Same thing with me. He saw me absolutely freaking out, wondering if I'm ever going to make any money or not, putting everything on the line and just stressing out about business, stressing out about um, partners and girlfriends and listen, listening to me every single time something happened at the start of me and Chloe's relationship when I was freaking out. Anytime I've doubted myself or been down on myself, he's just been there, had my back, listened and 
push me forward. Just be like, no, bro, you fucking got this. All my events, all my <clears throat> programs, everything he's supported me. He's come to them as best as possible. And I was like, this man, I would not be able to achieve what I have achieved without this brotherhood that I've got from Kettle. So I'm like, I need to celebrate this guy. <clears throat> Because I fucking love him. And so what I did was I ended up just writing him a really heartfelt letter. I took him out to uh, dinner, which is like a nice restaurant. I bought him a gift and I gave him a big old hug and I just like spent time with him at, at dinner, drove him there. We went down and had dinner together. And I remember writing down this really heartfelt letter and I gave it to him at the dinner table. So I gave him a gift first and he was like, oh, what? Because he like, like loves gifts. Like, oh, thanks, bro. And then like I passed him this letter. And as I was uh, writing down the letter, I just was I basically celebrating for his own existence and how much his his life has made my life more rich. He's made my life more adventurous. He's made my life experience more joy, more fun. Um, I've been able to step into being a stronger leader and have more confidence because he's had my fucking back. So I, I got him to, I was like, here, read out this letter in front of me. I like filmed it, <laughs> like put on a time-lapse and he read the letter out in front of me. And just immediately as he, as he started reading, I was like, oh God, here we go he like started tearing up and he was like, he's like, he's like, Oh God, he was trying like not to. And I saw this tear just like drop down his face and he was like, Oh my goodness. This is like, he's like, I've never had this anyone say anything like this to me beforehand. And I've never experienced, I've never experienced love from someone in a way. Like it's like a spirit parent love and like brotherly love, but I've never felt experienced love in a way beforehand, which someone just is accepts me for completely who I am um, as a brother. And I was like, yeah, man, well, I did that for you. And I explained the reasons. I was like, what I just said beforehand, you've been for me for hell and back. You've helped me, you know, through my relationships. You've helped me through my business. You've supported me and always had me through there. You're most like loyal, like like person that I've, that I've, I've ever met. Like I'll go anywhere and Kettle's like, you know, he'll fight to the end for me. And like, I'll do the same thing for him. And we... Like when he, when he was trying to read the letter, he did up and he was sitting there. And he was like, oh, I haven't got any words right now. And then afterwards, he was just, yeah, he was just expressing on how like... um like in the car, it's just like, man, like you just couldn't stop saying, it's like, this is the best thing anyone's ever done. He's like, I've, I've never experienced this beforehand. And he's like, I'm so lucky and grateful to have a friend like you and receiving that for me felt so amazing. And he's like, you know, you've done these things for me. That's made my life so good. Like, you know, we're brothers to the goddamn end. And then like, even when we got home in the morning, he was like, dude, my body's still hot from from uh, like receiving that letter of just like having to like open up. He said to me, he's like, um, I've never been able to open up or express those ways because I didn't hundred percent learn it from anywhere else. There wasn't any like role models in my life to, to demonstrate that. But like, this is, is just insane. And now we like, even our relationship has just gotten like better and stronger and he showed up to his partner in a different way, like with more love. He's had a better attitude like going towards work and doing what he's uh, and doing like uh, heading to work with like a really positive and, and professional attitude. And what it's given me, because it was, it was hard for me to even sit there at the table and watch him go through these emotions and, and watch him sit there and receive him just being like, you know, man, and just reflect back all these compliments that I had to receive as well. And I was like, Phew. we were just sitting there one stage crying and the waiter's like <laughs> bringing out, we're like, we're like bro, sugar hands. We're like, this we're both just like ah like like feeling like just feeling all these emotions and just sitting there with just like tears and I was just like oh I fucking like until we especially like 
<laughs> start express emotions. When you start putting into practice that you're going to be friends with someone until you die, and that you really understand that one day you're going to be, di- one day you're going to die. All your red blood cells are just going to turn brown. Your lips are going to peel back, and you're just going to turn into a sack of nothing until eventually your bones and that the person in front of you has made your life and the quality of your life so much better is so emotional when you're in that in that setting. And I had to, we had to like hold that together. The, the waitress is bringing out food. And we're just sitting there, just like staring at each other, like. <laughs> it was it was a really powerful uh, experience, and and this is experiences that I believe ancient Spartans would used to have, uh, ancient warriors would have, like in terms of you know uh, developing bands of brothers that would go and take on the world any way, shape, or form. And it doesn't have to be just with a friend. I've had many people do this with a parent, and they've mentioned like in their in their uh, with their parents all the things that their parents have done for them to celebrate their lives. And I mention and talk like this to my dad regularly to like let him know because I'm like, man, before you die, I really just want to make you feel so loved and appreciated for all the hard work that you did. And having conv- and doing this exact same ex- experiment with their partners. So now you've learned this, now you've understand freedom to love. You go and speak all these five love languages to someone and it helps blow their mind. The sixth love language that I believe, which I saved to the end, is sharing things on social media. I honestly believe like me and my partner, I'm like, I'm not, it's not quality time, acts of service or anything else. It's a, it's a recognition and some sort of validation that you can receive from someone if they post something on yourself on social media, uh, uh, on the relationship on social media. I felt so much love when my partner created like a reel for me and it was all our, um, just our relationship and all this cute stuff that she put together, like on her reels and on her social media, mainly because out of safety, I used to have relationships where I'd be scared to post about my partner or they'd feel scared or worried to post about me because in uh, Australia, for some reason, Adelaide in particular, there was this thing where it's like, well, if you post about someone else, then it decreases your availability for someone else. So you're going to come weak or come across vulnerable. So don't post anything. I hate that. And whilst you're in a relationship and you do post about each other and you do put things on social media, it's like, oh, this feels so nice to me. So I believe that that is another love language as well. So if you wanted to turn it up a little notch, uh, posting something on social media, I already talked about it on social media and I'm creating this here. So uh, Kettle gets to relive and look at this back. <laughs> However, guys, that is one of the exercises that we do to open people up and create more emotionally intelligent and stronger men. If you're listening to this and, and you're like, whoa, that sounds challenging outside of my comfort zone, but I want to be a better partner. I want to be more confident. I want to make more money. I want to have a better body and have the confidence to go out there and do those things because currently I don't. Usually that comes down to some form, some form of emotional intelligence and not being able to open up, stick to a routine, break some habits, which is what we teach in the Set the Standard community. So if you're interested in that, click the link below. If you're a female and you're listening to this and you know that your partner, and by the way, guys, listen to this too, because I get messages like this all the time. Can you coach my partner? What can my partner do for this? How can me and my partner X, Y, Z? And we give really good advice and get results. And if you're listening to this here, female, and you're like, I want my partner to be more emotionally intelligent. I want him to open up. I knew that if he was more emotionally intelligent, he would show up better in business. I know if he was more emotionally intelligent, he'd actually be able to stick to a routine, get off from the couch, stop scrolling on his phone and start doing something that's going to bring him fulfillment and purpose back in his life. And that for me would make me as a woman be so much more attracted to him that when he gets home, I just want to love on him instead of just, ugh, you're home again and didn't give me any attention, which as we know is something that can be fixed. So I wanted just to put that out there, guys. If you enjoyed this, please share with share with someone and please subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel. Big love, everyone. See you in the next one. 
Thank you so much for getting this far into the podcast. As a token of my appreciation for the loyal listeners, you can get a $50 discount of your first month inside the Set the Standard community. That'll help you double your business and reprogram your mind. We have two live group coaching calls per month, eight modules and challenges, and an exclusive network where you can meet all the men who are setting the standard in here. Please use the code PODCAST capital P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to get the first $50 off of your first month. Can't wait to see you guys in there.